This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 372 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, and today we have a special good neighbor. We have David Drewy. Now, he's the regional president of Centennial Bank. David, how you doing? Very good. Thank you. Thank you for asking. How are you? Doing great. And David, you know, when it comes to good neighbors, there's no better good neighbor, I think, than one that helps us build these vibrant communities. And certainly uh, that's what Centennial Bank is all about. So we're thrilled to have you today. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start with Centennial Bank. Tell us about the great things you guys are doing. So Centennial Bank is doing uh, lots of great things. Uh, we've been very involved with the Triple P program, uh, rounds one, two, and three, uh, with helping small businesses and in, in, in an effort to try to keep the economy up and going. Uh, we're also extremely involved in mortgage lending uh, for uh, first-time home buyers as well, uh, especially during this time of taking advantage of some very low rates. And then we also do development loans. Uh, we do uh, large uh commercial projects. We do small mom and pop businesses. We do a lot of small business administration loans. So we do, you know, pretty, pretty much every banking uh, facet that you can have uh, in, in, in a bank. That's awesome, David. So how about your journey into the banking world? Tell us a little bit about that. So my banking uh, journey uh, actually got started in Arkansas and I'll kind of shorten the store since I'm old. Uh, but I came down to Florida about uh, six years ago. Uh, we acquired a bunch of banks uh, from Arkansas and I was uh, kind of the voice of Arkansas besides the Southern accent. I was able to help people understand that the term bless your heart doesn't really mean bless your heart. Sometimes it's a, it's a negative connotation or when somebody says fixing what that really means. And so I kind of came down here to give the banking culture of Centennial Bank uh, down to the Florida culture and kind of kind of help, help, help people that we acquired understand what, what Centennial Bank was about, how we looked at things, how we looked at processes, how we did relationships and the importance of that relationship uh, in the banking industry is what we always thought was, was lacking in Florida and to kind of bring that to Florida and be able to kind of moderate between some of the things that people in Arkansas said that people in Florida have no clue about. Oh, that's funny. You know, I often think of Florida as its own separate country in, in many, many different ways, but the, uh, the language barrier now, huh? That's right. That's right. That's right. So there's, there's a lot of, a lot of, you know, Southern sayings that people think, Oh, they're so nice. And like, they were not being nice to you. They, they were not being nice to you. So things like that, things, things like that. <laughs> oh man, you are a treasure for the Florida community. That's great. That's great. So for our listeners who go Arkansas, haven't been to Arkansas, what, where what's like that number one destination for for visits that we should go to i think arkansas is probably the best destination is hot springs it's got a lot of things it's got a horse track there it's got a not, lot of natural uh, hiking so pretty there's mountains there's hot springs which is what's called hot springs there's a botanical bar garden there there's some pretty nice restaurants there's some good history there uh that's probably you hear more people talking about hot springs that travel through arkansas huh. uh and then arkansas actually has one of the prettiest uh highways, which is uh, Highway 7 that runs up through the state uh, that kind of goes through the mountains and winds around. It's very, very pretty. Lots of scenic overlooks and those, those, those type things. But it's considered the natural state. There's just lots of stuff to do. Hiking, biking, uh, kayaking, those things. Water sports are very big there. So Yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome. How about 
when it comes to banking and myths, you know, what comes to mind? Are there any myths that you can expose, whether it's in the uh, banking side? I, I think there's thousands of myths you can expose <laughs> when it comes to banking. But I think the biggest one is that people think that banks look at numbers. They look, they feel like banks. And sometimes, I mean, people are, are, are a super regional or, or a bank like Bank of America because I love to pick on them because I can because my daughter works for them. Uh, you know, you are a number there. I mean, you can't help but be a number at Bank of America. But that's just that's what you're going to get. In, 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 in the banking industry, though, even smaller banks, uh, super regional banks like I would consider us, it's, you're not a number. We're trying to understand what your business is about, what you're trying to accomplish, and how we can help you get to that end point. Because we all want, that's what we do for a living. I mean, if I'm a lender, I lend money for a living. If I'm a retail branch manager, I want to help you with your checking account, your savings account. I want to make sure that you, you get those stuff done. If I'm a financial advisor, I want to help you plan for retirement. I want you to have to plan for your kids. And I think there's a that biggest myth is that bankers ask all these questions and want all this information just so they can tell you no. And that's not true. What they want to do is get all the information so they can try to decide what's the best thing for you or how they can help you in the future. One of the things that I, I, I guess my only claim to fame I will give myself is I try to give a quick no, which sounds stupid, but it isn't stupid in my opinion, because if you ask me if you can do something or does this sound right or is this something that seems reasonable, I'm either going to tell you, yeah, probably so, but I'm probably going to give you a quick no first. Because if I can give you a quick no, you can go on about your business, you can do something different, or I can give you a quick no and tell you where you can go to, to get that. And I think a lot of times people are hesitant to, if they don't have that relationship, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you're meeting someone and you're not sure, you know, it's like, well, maybe I should tell them no, but, 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 I should, but maybe I could try to work on it. So quick no to me is really important. And I think it's important in our business so as far as bankers is to tell people, you know, here's what I can do and here's what I can't do. And here's the, here's the parameters that I can do something in. And I think a lot of times people don't ask that next question. So as a banker, someone asks me, can I do this particular project? They just ask me that question and I give them the no answer, then I've answered their question. But what people don't normally ask is, what could I do to make that a yes? What could I do to turn that into a yes? And kind of have more of a sales uh, uh, approach to the lending piece, which is what our lenders do, which is I can't do it this way, but I can do it this way. And we try to cultivate that culture in, you know, there's, there's usually a deal there. And bankers want to make a deal. We want to lend money. We want to, that's our job. That's our job is to be part of the community and help and to try to help people understand what can make it a bankable deal or make it work. Is sometimes that I don't think a lot of people ask that question. And a lot of times bankers don't volunteer that information. Yeah. Well, that's great advice. I mean, is it safe to say that all banks aren't created equal and there are, you know, some banks that really understand community more so and and I would say yes I would like to say no but I'm going to say yes I think that there are definitely banks that are more slanted towards the community involvement a local local level authority local level people local level decision makers um, which is again one of the reasons why I moved to Florida I mean I'm I'm all over the state looking at properties meeting people to understand what's going on and we have that same expectations for you know our, our bankers you know they're in the community that they're living in and we try to help support that. I mean, we have a, a, a nonprofit called Green Path that we actually have our employees go through a class. They train themselves on how to be uh, not mentors, but help people with, with fiscal responsibility. Um, you know, and it goes from how does the credit score work? How do you balance your checkbook? 
I mean, some of the basic skills that I think even when you get out of high school, you don't understand and know because no one has a class like that. So how to buy a first home, what all these things mean, what does mortgage insurance mean? What are the pros and cons of that? So we have this group that kind of helps us facilitate some of that financial uh, information out to help people in the community because it's such a driving force, but there's just also this almost a vacuum there from people that live with their parents and then they get out on their own or try to start a business. I mean, people have great ideas. We're, we're an entrepreneurial state. We're an entrepreneurial nation and there's great ideas and people don't understand how can I take my great idea and monetize it? And that's what this plan works on. And that's what bankers should work on is trying to help people monetize their ideas and plan and, and help them how to grow. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I found that out, you know, back in the day with my local bank and I was just a kid in college at the time. And like you said, I mean, <laughs> I was a PE major, physical education right, right. teacher. I had no clue about balancing checkbooks and ledgers mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, fortunately my local bank took a vested interest in me and, and, and taught me not, you know, they didn't teach me accounting or anything, but you know, they approached my business from a, they really understood it. And, right. and, and help me help guide me kind of leave the breadcrumbs, right. That right. I could follow, right. which is mm-hmm. critical. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So how about outside the banking uh, business? What are you doing for fun? So outside the banking business, I don't look like it, but I cycle from a good bit. So my wife and I, we just finished the Centurion ride. We rode from Key Largo to Key West uh, in one day. So that was a great, uh, my son uh, also is involved in that. He's 12 and he rides with us a couple of days a week. We don't go to hundred miles with him, but we'll do a 20 mile or 30 mile bike rider with him. And then we also, because I live in Fort Lauderdale, we have a boat. And so I like to do boating as much as possible. So I'm definitely uh, in ingrained in the Florida way of life with trying to be outside and enjoy stuff as much as possible. So in Arkansas, it was uh, negative eight degrees last week. Oh. Uh, so that was, it was pretty chilly down out there. So it was pretty interesting to have people that I've known my whole uh, banking career and talking to them about working about freezing pipes and those things. And yet, you know, we're out on, you know, we cycled, we cycled Saturday. So, Isn't <laughs> so, that so great? it's uh, just great. It's just, it's yeah. just great. So people, it's just, uh, you know, Florida's a great place to live, great place to work, a lot of exciting things to do. You know, there's all kinds of stuff to do all the time. So whether it be performing arts, hopefully if it gets back open with uh, COVID and just mm-hmm. being outdoors and being, you know, kind of doing family stuff and just, just enjoying what's out, what's out there is what I do mostly of. Love it. Love it. Uh, that never gets old, you know, just hearing about all the wonderful things you can do uh, all you year round, especially in the all year. Time. Uh, how about... David, when it comes to a hardship or a challenge, you know, looking back in life, uh, you can point to maybe a moment where you uh, you struggled, but now you can say, hey, because of that, I'm grateful, uh, I'm stronger, I'm better for it. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think that, you know, there's um, probably, let's see how I want to answer that. But on a personal level, I mean, you know, there's always been setbacks and things that have happened. You know, mostly bankers try to fancy themselves to be some kind of entrepreneur of some way, shape or form. And so maybe we get into business or do something with that. And I think, you know, a lot of time, and I've had a business that, that did extremely well. Right. And I've also had businesses that didn't do well either. And so to be able to have that entrepreneur spirit as a banker, but he also be able to realize that, you know, some of my great ideas weren't that great. And we had to, you know, we had to close the businesses down or we had to, you know, had to make some hard decisions and to be able to have draw from that knowledge and then give that to other business owners as to say, listen, you know, I I realize I'm a banker, but I had, I had these businesses over here that did great. I mean, 
good, better, ugly. I was in, I did some housing in the housing crisis, right? Just like everybody else in Florida. So, you know, I can, I am able to kind of pull that and say, you know, you know, I also had, you know, a property that, that didn't do great that we had to sell that we lost money on. And I had to be willing to do that, but to be able to have someone to be able to draw from that as to, you know, not everything's rosy and perfect all the time. Not everything's going to happen just like you want it, but also realizing the importance of having a relationship with your banker and being able to call and talk to them about what's going on and, and how to work through it. And, and, and just being open and honest in that process. So from the from a personal aspect of, of, of being an entrepreneur, being able to pull from that knowledge is very helpful, too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, and and to be able to, again, from a business person point of view, to be able to speak to someone who's been there and done that. Right. And yeah. Yeah. That's huge. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about Centennial Bank? What would that be? You know, I, I don't know that I wish that they knew it. I just wish they would appreciate the fact that we want to have a relationship with people that we bank. Uh, and we give a lot of authority to the local level uh, and understanding businesses and practices and seeing what's going on out there. Uh, and that, you know, we are in a, a fantastic market in Southwest Florida. It's just blowing up. And, you know, there's a lot of negative things on the news. And you talk about national news and it's like, that's national. Those are national things. But to realize that, that our people are on the ground, boots on the ground uh, in your market. Uh, we're, we're active. We're doing deals. Things are happening there. And we'd like to be at least brought up, at least part of the discussion. Um, and again, if we look at the deal, it makes sense. We'd like to talk about it. If we look at the deal and we can help you figure out a way to do that, that'd be great. So, um, you know, our technology is really good. So you have ITMs and internet banking, all the other stuff that bankers have. Uh, but just, you know, the fact that if you, if you don't have a relationship with a banker, they don't know your name, you don't have their number, you have a problem, you just don't know it yet, right? So during the Triple P first round, people found that out firsthand. If they were doing with, again, my favorite poster, Bank of America or Chase, they sent you to a portal. You didn't have anybody to talk to, you had anybody to call. And the realization that when bad things happen, you need to have that relationship with a banker. They might not be able to solve your problems, but you at least can get some guidance on the best things to do. And that's one of the things that were made us so successful during the Triple P. I think we loaned out almost a bit, well, probably $600 million in Florida yeah. to small businesses. And that's huge yeah. to keep this economy uh, churning as it should go. So, Yep. Love it. Love it. Well, I'm sure, David, there are listeners who want to learn more about Centennial Bank. Where should we send them? So the website is my100my100bank.com, probably the best place to start. You can go there, find a branch near you. There's contacts. There's all the all the people that work for us. And you can click through there and stalk them or creep on them and find them on Facebook <laughs> or whatever you want to do. And then and then give us a call. Now, is that kind of Arkansas talk there at the end or? I, I, that's just normal talk. Everybody does that now. I, 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 nowadays, every time I go somewhere, I walk. So I walk up somewhere, and I'm and I'll know the person that I've never met because I get their name and I Google them and I do the images, so I know who they are. So uh, I, I just think that's the new way of doing business: is you yeah. you look at people and try to find out what they're about before you meet them. So, which I think is good too. So, kind of kind of help helps helps the process. So, love it, love it. Well, Dave, it's been a pleasure. Really appreciate okay. everything you guys are doing in Southwest Florida here and wish you the mm -hmm. best. Okay. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com or call us at 239-224-4105.